Hello, I'm Hannah. And I'm Rachel. And this is the Before and After podcast, where we discuss all things related to training, mindset, health, wellness, nutrition, and body image. Whether it's talking from personal experience and sharing stories from our own journeys, or reviewing the latest trends from the health and fitness world, our goal is to provide you with fascinating insights and helpful information to help you reach your own goals. Between us, we have years of training and coaching experience to draw on. And as Masters athletes, we know a thing or two about the highs and lows of working towards being the best version of yourself, both in and out of the gym. We hope you enjoy this episode and don't forget to like, subscribe, and share so we can expand our audience and keep the conversations flowing. Happy listening. Hello, and it is episode two of season three, and we're recording in the evening, drinking non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> uh, actually, mine is alcoholic hard kombucha. Oh, water rage. Sorry. You're I'm drinking non-alcoholic beer. beer. So we're in for a good night. Um... So we just did a competition. We talked about that in the last episode. Yeah, and we're now on the other side. Because of that competition, um, which is was all Masters athletes, so 35-year-olds or over, I think you could be younger if you were in a certain division, but your partner would have had to have been significantly older. Um, it got me thinking about age and athleticism and... Some of the people who inspired me during that competition and, you know, just what is possible once you get older. Because I've definitely come across coaches and been in gym environments in the past who, and it wasn't just older people, it was younger people too, but, you know, kind of kept people sort of, there was a glass ceiling. There was like, this Absolutely. is this is yeah. all you can do. Or, you know, you're, you're never going to be able to do that. Or that's a bad idea. Or, you know, the idea of sending two ladies who are both over 70 into a CrossFit competition would have just been like shock horror. Right. They're going to break. This is a disaster, which is absolute bullshit. Um, Plus the two ladies who I'm referencing who were in the super masters division. So combined, you had to be 90 plus years old. You combined age of each athlete. And I think their combined age was 143 or something yeah. like that. Above Meaning 140. It was amazing. They were at least 70 and one of them or both of them were slightly more than 70. Yeah. And they had had, one had had a stroke after a workout and one had had hip replacement surgery. And yet there they were. Yep competing they had just a couple of minor tweaks to the workouts just to accommodate sort of various things given their age and you know medical histories but they were there and they were throwing down they, and they had they the best team it. name ever yeah i mean their team name kind of i it's it, it's a little uncomfortable but gilfs <laughs> the gilfs yeah no they were incredible i mean it, not just showing up and throwing down but um i think i remarked to you while we were watching their heat um that actually they have better movement patterns than some people like we've coached in the past and yeah they were squatting below parallel and doing all the things that yeah that are just sort of best practices of movements doing barbells they weren't uh yeah i mean they were scaling remarkably little um outside of what the rest of their division was doing so it was amazing it was just so cool. I mean, like, it's always cool to watch, like, the flashy stuff. But, like, seeing 70-year-olds of, like, male or female doing amazing things. I think we referenced last week that CrossFit posted the, on mm-hmm. their Instagram that 70-year-old guy getting his first ever ring muscle up. And, yeah, it was a little scary to watch, but he got up there and he didn't blow out a shoulder or anything. 
And just seeing these two, I was like, damn, that is so freaking cool. Yeah. And I hope that I can still do something similar to what they were pulling off at the weekend. And yes, of course, they've clearly been doing some type of fitness or CrossFit for a good amount of time. Like, you know, yeah, just gonna, they, didn't, they didn't just start CrossFit a couple weeks ago. Or anything, you're not but... going to pluck, you know, your average parent of that age who's never yeah. really done much in the way of exercise and put them into a CrossFit competition. That would be very silly. But there's no reason why they couldn't start. And maybe at 75, they get to do a CrossFit competition. Yep. But it always makes me laugh. Like, I've heard... On more than one occasion, but one particular one stands out. I'm not mentioning any names of somebody who um, was told by a coach, oh, you have no business doing CrossFit. Right. And I just like that bothers me so much because now that I'm here, like I don't work for CrossFit. I get nothing out of talking about it. But the yeah. fact that you can see people, you know, that whole vibe in that competition was a room full of people who first up looked awesome. Oh, yeah. Age. It's really hard to tell. It was amazing. I don't even know if they're already 35 years. I, I, that was the minimum age to like participate in the n- main divisions, I guess. But like most everybody there was like, I'd say more like in their late 40s, 50s yeah. and early 60s, probably. I mean, it was it you was know, an amazing group of people. People looked great. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there's gray hair. And the best part was that the bathroom had like every kind of <laughs> like Advil <laughs> and Tylenol or whatever yeah. you needed, like deep. Biofreeze, biofreeze. Bio uh, there was Tums. There was like it all was kinds of. It was like a little bathroom at a pharmacy gym and a big I've first aid kit. Ever seen? It was so set up for masters, and people would yeah. definitely after each workout, they were like, "Oh, there's Advil!" Oh, everyone was I'm, excited. I'm getting on the Advil. So yes, there's obviously a bit more of that, but just like looking around the room and seeing, you know, what shape people are in mm-hmm. and the stuff that they can do with their bodies, you know, like fifty plus year olds doing muscle ups guy from our gym 55 years old gets not just his first muscle up but follows up with seven more for a total of eight bar muscle ups and it just like that was like the highlight like the whole room was just rooting for him and he figured it out it's like he didn't you know he went into that workout going I can't do these. I don't, you know, we're just going to have to stand around. And we were like, well, just try. Just You've try. You've got lots of time left in this workout. And he tried. And it goes to show that, you know, even at mid 50s mm-hmm. and upwards, you yeah. can still yeah. get these crazy cool skills. And what I mean, what was amazing about watching that happen, too, is um, obviously muscle ups take a lot of work, right? If you choose that skill and there's you know, endless amounts of drills and strength and conditioning and all the little pieces that you can get to put it all together. Um, but what was so cool about watching him do that was um, he he hasn't been intentionally working on muscle ups, right? No. Like he he's an incredible athlete who's just, he keeps up with just all the general fitness and skills that's required, um, you know, does the open, likes, you know, has qualified for quarterfinals in his divisions, has has, you know, been a competitor for a long time. Um, but all those pieces were there for him to just get muscle ups just because there, he was in an environment that encouraged him to try. But I also like, think a big takeaway. like he's been doing them for ages. A big takeaway from that is that just prior to the competition, we were having a conversation after class about, you know, like he had maintained his strength numbers, which yeah. as we've spoken yeah. about in previous episodes, you know, because you lose muscle mass and you lose muscle strength, and most importantly, you lose muscle power every year once you kind of get into your 40s which is obviously mitigated somewhat by training that 
you know, if he can stay hitting those same top end strength numbers every year, he's technically PRing. Oh, yeah. He's maintaining that. But we were talking about the things that he was beginning to lose. Like he can no longer do pistols without a little support. Right. Double unders are becoming harder to just get bigger sets. So, you know, there are some things and some skills and some ranges of motion that are dropping off slightly Mm -hmm. to be expected. Yep. But that doesn't mean you can't replace what's going with something else. And so, you know, sure, you can't get down into a pistol, but whatever. You can do a bar muscle up instead. So that's Both of those things are going to score you awesome points if they come up in the open or in quarterfinals and advance you. So... Um, yeah, it, I mean, there were so many things about that day that were just awesome to watch. And So aside yeah. from obviously getting insanely excited and somebody told me that I, they had no clue I could scream in such a high pitch, excitable <laughs> way because um, I was That's holding my true. like phone video and, and I was just right like, next to you, we were definitely screaming. Um, so obviously, like I would say, you know, if you asked me for the highlight of the whole competition, that was it. Oh, yeah. Um, which was totally unexpected and which makes it even more awesome. But for you, like, what would you say was a highlight from the competition overall, just being in that master's environment, but also a personal highlight for you? Okay. Like personal, like my own, your own performance. Um, okay. All right. We've already talked about him getting myself. So uh, that, that, that one we've already established as the ultimate, but, um, I would say, for me personally, it was a, I guess, a rather humble goal. <laughs> um, and I wasn't even sure it was a goal. I didn't like talk to myself about it beforehand. But um, in the AMRAP kind of chipper workout. Um, where the we, last one. The last workout. Yeah. Um, so just so everybody knows, it was 50 double unders, 40 toes to bar, 30 double dumbbell hang cleans. So you had one in each hand. 20 burpees over the dumbbells and 10 bar muscle ups that you could split between you in any way you like. If you get through that in the nine minutes, you just go back to the beginning and start again. Yeah. So in that workout, I feel like when we had practiced it, we'd gotten into that second round. Um, So we knew, you know, I kind of had a feeling that would happen. Um, We certainly got through more of it at the competition, which was awesome. Um, But what that ended up meaning for my performance in that workout is that we got back to... um, the toes to bar and when we had practiced it I could hold sets of 10 so I did 10 Hannah did 10 back and forth in the first round um but in the second round I was like fatigued I didn't hold sets of 10 so at the comp I was able to so I did four sets of 10 double unders and that's kind of been my or not toes to, to, to bar um that's something where I've been trying for a while to build up some endurance and like hold bigger sets um so yeah it wasn't like an exciting thing but I was like oh this actually is a big deal that while fatigued I was able to hold those do you think because when we practice I did the last bar muscle up and then you did the toes to bar and then we went into it do you think that makes a difference or do you think just like the adrenaline of the day was just like got you those extra last couple of toes to bar that I wonder I mean certainly I think having done the double unders when we practice fatigued me more. Like I, I don't have the kind of engine that you have. And I, I definitely, it takes me longer to recover. So when I have to jump up to a bar, when I'm already breathing really heavy, I'm sure that was made a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, I guess I won't know unless we redid the workout with me doing the double unders again. But um, yeah, so I think that was, that would be my personal one. Pretty, pretty humble. Just, you know, 
adding like a couple reps of toes to bar. To I remember the days when set of five and you're oh like, my oh gosh. God. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know. I oh gosh. Specifically remember it was a partner workout with you and like, I stay tight. And you, yeah. Time, t- stay, stay tight. tight. <laughs> and you let me lead. You're like, I, I got to say when I was ready to jump back up and do five more. And that was a big deal. Sets of five. And now um, you just doubled it. Yep. And you're so, older. And I'm older. Again, look, so it's a PR PR. You got better. Um, so yeah, so that was fun. I think everything else, um, mostly went as expected for me, like in terms of the individual things, um, except for the surprise, surprises in the lifting complex, which we can talk about those later, but those aren't part of the best that I'll talk about. Um, so I think the overall group dynamic, like the, the experience of the whole day was like my other highlight. Um, so not just a personal one, but I really feel like masters competitions just have a different vibe oh yeah like everybody was so like they were competitive right i mean like uh, yeah people there were super competitive and they were also super friendly super welcoming could not get enough of like cheering for other people mm-hmm. in other heats and yes exactly Dora just right? wanted to cheer a little yes. bit for us because she didn't the make it in uh, episode <laughs> one um oh. but yeah, I mean, I was have to say, like, for anybody who thinks that, like, Masters competitions is just, like, no one's really trying that hard. And it's just like, oh, you go for it. You go first. You have yeah. it. It's not at all. It no. is very, very competitive, but in such a, such a great way. Like, it really, really was super fun. Right, Dory Doodle? She just cannot wait till she's a Masters <laughs> athlete in the doggy agility course that she doesn't even know she's going to do yet. Yeah. So... Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, so I'm going to answer my own questions too. Let's see. My overall one, I would say, I mean, gosh, so many. Like the Advil in the bathroom. That was a win for me. <laughs> the <laughs> really... fact that you didn't even have to dip into your own stash of Advil. Right. I mean, I mean like, yeah, that's a silly one. But I would say, gosh, I mean, it's got to be very similar to you. Like just, I've never done an all-out masters competition before never ever i've I've gone and watched one but i've never actually participated in one as an athlete and by far by far the most fun i've ever had in like a competitive um environment or like a crossfit competition and like i've you know people are always like cheering you on people who don't know you but this was like next level there, there were people getting emotional over other people's oh, firsts yeah. or you know just like making a point to come up to you like our wobble transitions we got so right. many compliments on that and it was just like that was really really cool and my personal highlight i mean so the big goal when we signed up for this was get muscle ups and the goal was to get one and i was like if i do one I'm good. And I did more than one. So bonus. But actually, I think what was the biggest surprise, because like something clicked with them about a week or so ago. So I was like, reasonably confident that I would get my one. Um, And I was like, I'm not going to get thrown off by the fact that it's a different pull up bar. It's like a narrower (laughs) setup than usual. It's a smaller space. And there's so many things that you could use as like getting your head like, oh, my God, I'm not going to get it because of this. I'm not going to get it because of this. And I was just like, shut up. And Rachel had been singing, I believe I can fly before we started. So I stood there and just before you got those little things, you got to jump into the first one. I was like. I started to sing, I believe I can fly. I was like, I oh gosh, I can fly. oh gosh, I don't know if this is going to help. <laughs> but um, I actually think what Im- 
But what surprised me the most was that we had practiced all pretty much all of the workouts apart from the lifting kind of like back to back in a Saturday class. And the first workout that we practiced was one where, you know, one partner did five deadlifts at 155 pounds. As soon as they were done, the other person started to wall ball and the rest of that minute you could switch out wall bowling and you did it. Same deal. Every minute for seven minutes, five deadlifts, bunch of wall balls. And it's pretty hard to get wall balls to be much faster. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty hard to deadlift much faster than we did. And like that, how we practiced it. Like I felt like I was deadlifting as fast as I possibly yeah, can you can't really that day. Deadlift any faster. And my than legs we were. <laughs> felt great for the wall balls the day we practiced. And then when we went into it, we got. 11 more wall balls. We did 211 wall balls. And when I looked at the men's RX team in the same age group, that number tied with their second place team and their first place team only got two more reps than we did, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Um, round six, my quads wanted to leave the room. <laughs> I wanted to be a little bitch and start crying and stay no more. Um, but I was really impressed at our ability to like, raise the bar and then the first workout we did we had to max calorie row for four minutes and we did minute on minute off we did 10 more calories than we did in practice yeah that's right which is a lot it's a lot for that rower um the lifting obviously was surprising (laughs) (laughs) i think that for both of us that was like the oh shit moment um when you do 20 deadlifts or so and then over a hundred wall balls each and then you go and try and yeah. pick up a heavy bar for a clean, a hang clean, a front squat and a jerk. Suddenly the numbers it that you amazing. had imagined in your head and in practiced when fresh were very different on yeah. the competition floor. And I think, I mean, that was kind of a big programming surprise because I mean, I would say most of the competitions I'm done have had a barbell complex Um Sometimes it's been, that's like the floater workout. So a workout that maybe you don't know ahead of time and you get there the day of and they're like, oh, surprise, you're doing this barbell complex. Um, but even even though every, every comp I've done has had a barbell complex, I don't think I've ever done a comp where the barbell complex is right after a, like a, a really a significant workout. workout. Yeah, like, you know, that deadlift and wall ball. I mean, that's seven minutes of like just non-stop moving. non-stop movement taxing exactly the kind of power producing muscles you need in a complex i mean our, our opening weight um, on the complex weighs six pounds less than i do yeah and i was just like damn and, <laughs> and it's, it's usually it's, a, it's weight a lift that would be that it would fresh it, it would literally be fine. we were even debating should we open with a number that low yeah like we were like oh we don't have to start at 125 if we had to start at 135 we could right and then, like, we picked up that 125, and I, we both hit that number, but it was like, oh, that's, that's surprising. <laughs> like, that didn't, doesn't feel like what 125 usually feels like. Um, but yeah, so for anybody thinking, and this was this complex was performed by every single athlete yeah. in that gym. So we're talking those 70-year-old ladies that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. They also did deadlifts and wobbles and then went right into that complex because yeah. there was no rest. I mean, you could obviously take as much you take rest however out of much your time, of the mi- but there was no specific left, yeah. like you are going to rest for X amount of time and yeah. then you're going to lift. It's just like you're going to finish 
the yeah. seven minutes of work without really stopping. And then you have seven more minutes yeah. to get this complex. So yeah, you could have sat on your butts for several yeah. minutes, but obviously most and, people did not. I mean, maybe we should, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe we should have been prepared for something like that. Cause technically this past year in the open that happened twice Right. There was a workout and then the second part of the workout was a one rep max thruster. And then again, in or no, in quarterfinals, was it where we did a workout and then we had to do a one rep max well, I think clean? It, what came as a surprise um, is that they specifically we knew that the row went straight into a, a work pull ups and yes, like dumbbell clusters couplet. We did so we not already know. knew that was combined, but yeah. I don't think it was clear anywhere that that seven minute workout rolled straight into no. the lifting because had it been that that had it been clear i definitely would have wanted to practice that yeah because obviously and i i honestly those think, numbers look very i different. think i would have opened even lower than 125 right like if i had known oh my body's gonna have to like yeah it's gonna feel really different <laughs> i did not trust myself picking up that barbell for the first time yeah but then i thought about what we did at bad bitch camp mm-hmm. and i was like you know what you're fine. Yeah. It's going to feel like shit. But trust your body right. and just go for it. Yeah. And sometimes when you trust your body and go for it, you hit your face with a barbell and chip your tooth. <laughs> so sometimes your body also really isn't ready. But um, yes, there's there's my there's my my big surprise. But everyone. are you really trying if you don't have battle scars? You know? I, I actually do feel really badass that I can say I chipped a tooth in a competition. Um I'm glad I didn't lose a tooth and the chip is so tiny that actually you can't really see it unless I really point it out <laughs> to someone. Um, but yeah, I do feel like a badass. Nice. I've got a bruise and a cut on my chin and, and a chipped tooth. It's kind of like, you know, it's a rite of passage. I feel like at some point in CrossFit, yeah, whether it's class or competition, you will destroy your shin on a box, smash Absolutely. a barrel into your chin, possibly bite your tongue with it or chip a tooth. Yeah. And guess what? You're going to survive even when you're as old as Rachel. Yep. I'm actually glad I, you know, that's a good point. I'm, I'm kind of glad it was a chipped tooth because I think if I had bit my tongue, like 140 pounds slamming my jaw shut on my tongue, probably would have been worse. <laughs> would have been more messy. It would have been more sure. messy. I don't, I don't know if I would've could have easily dramatic. shaken it off if I had a mouthful of blood. <laughs> Just spit it out and carry on. <laughs> oh, I would have looked really badass then. There you go. Then run to the bathroom for all the Advil in the first aid kit. And the... Yeah, I always find like, I smashed my teeth square on with a 140-pound axle bar. Oh, yeah. That, and yeah, it hurt like, experience. oh, hell, and it felt like I'd smashed my teeth out. And I was like damn finish the workout hoping for some drama and you could see absolutely nothing yeah like, dang it <laughs> yeah no sympathy for me um but yeah the whole experience has like i definitely i loved that environment i loved that competition i think the workouts were very challenging but also very smart yeah I liked how the guy like introduced it all like yeah we're here to compete but we're also here to have fun and we're here to not to injure ourselves, you know. Yeah. Small smack on the chin aside. Right. Like <laughs> we're not looking to walk away completely trashed. Yeah. And at the same time, they still programmed muscle ups. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they still programmed advanced movements um 
to challenge people. And even in the scaled divisions, you know, when they wrote it up, it was like, you know, there were muscle ups in that last workout. And for scaled division, it was pull ups. And Mm -hmm. even in their notes, they sent out to people, it was like, practice, get them. Like, if those are your first times, like, try to do it during the comp. Um, So yeah, it was it was an amazing combination of like not shying away from anything difficult just because it was master's comp. Yeah. Um, And I mean, yeah, it was it had a great turnout. There were some impressive people, loads that went up. Oh my gosh, yes. There was like yeah. many lifts over 200 pounds for the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were yeah. 140s or so and, you know, which is on a usual day, not that heavy. After 200 wall balls, right. very heavy. Yeah. We thought um, we would both hit like, I mean, I think we were shooting for 150, maybe 150 even 155. with a bash at 155, which would yeah. be doable, fresh. Would Yeah. I mean, but alas, no, nope, nope, nope. But that's all right. One forty-five right. midway, and my legs felt like I was. Yeah, it was sponges, and just yeah. were like, nope, I've got no power to push that above your head. <laughs> I mean, I do always appreciate that. You know, I, when I'm coaching class, I always tell people in often what is like you know sneaky little CrossFit workouts that don't look like much. People go out too hot. People, you know, there's always something to learn from workouts like that, and I feel like that workout into that barbell complex like I really learned like I usually take for granted that my legs are powerful like the cleans and the front squat like not a problem um but I learned something really important about producing power for a jerk (laughs) but I will say that the only reason I think I just missed out on that jerk at 145 yeah my legs were toast surprisingly like jello toast but I could have done it if I had not thought just before, like, I picked it up that weight to start the complex. Like, oh, holy shit, this is a lot. I really don't want to be at the bottom of this. Oh, okay. And you had a little conversation so, like, with yourself. I did my first clean, but that way I have to squat clean them all. So I did the first squat clean. I sat at the bottom for a second, got out of it. Then I did a hang squat clean, sat at the bottom, got out of it, did the front yeah. squat. And then by that stage, you can see stars and my central nervous system is all like, ah! But I was like, you're fine. But I'd also let that thought in of like, yeah, yeah. and I just needed a tiny bit more aggression, which I could have done. Yeah. But you know what? You live <laughs> and you learn. You live and you learn. I feel like I sometimes have too much aggression in competitions and I go out too hot or um, do what I did in our last workout, which was start the next movements early. <laughs> and you had to tap me on the shoulder, basically be like, please stop doing burpees. I still have to finish the last. <laughs> it's like, you can burpee or you like, but just let me have the just, dumbbells. Just let me have the dumbbells because I actually have to do the other stuff. Like, <laughs> But it was kind of like, it was it was good that by the time we got to the final workout, we had won the competition because we'd won all four workouts prior to that. Yeah. So it was kind of nice being able to go into that one with the advanced skill that, you know, was like a will she, won't she for me. Right. And because the judge, bless his heart, could not count double unders. I did 66 double unders the first time around instead of 50 and about 56 the second time around, which would be so easy to get really fired up and mad about right. and let it yeah. like cloud the rest of it. And I was just like, I gave him a kind of desperation look in that first one. Once I got past 60, I'm like, come on, <laughs> yeah. I can keep doing this, but I really don't want to. Um, but, you know, just let it go and be like, it's fine. Yeah. Just, yeah. Next movement. Let's go. I, I do. Yes. Judging counting double unders is 
one of the more difficult things. I mean, there's a whole section of the CrossFit judges course where you have to watch videos and count and see if you got it right. And um, yeah, it's a tough one. But, you know, uh, all in all, there's a group of older people in terms of athletic age Mm -hmm. and everyone was straight crushing it. Oh, yeah. And like excited about the opportunity to go and challenge themselves and try out new skills they just got and have a bash at skills they haven't yet got to discover they actually do have it and you know I kind of I would I wanted more like younger people to come and watch and be like look I know. isn't this cool and if you do all of your shit right and you learn how to do it all properly then you too will still be doing this in 20 years time I yeah. obviously haven't been doing CrossFit for 20 years because it wasn't invented when I was really young <laughs> but for those who are now you know especially those who are on that we mentioned last episode you know that fast track to like I need everything I need it now and I'm yeah. gonna and I don't care how I get it I just want to be up there above the bar or under this weight or whatever like screw that up yeah. and you won't get to be a part of this really cool experience yeah take your time and do it right and you're still gonna get to do this in 20 something years and you might just find that you're still like getting better Mm -hmm. it's so true i mean it's really one of those things where yeah i think because we started crossfit already older in our 30s i mean i was a master's athlete within two months of starting the sport um but it's true it's so easy early on to like look around and just be so envious of everybody else and all the skills and some people get them without having to work very long at them. Um, but I will say the the struggle being being the tortoise rather than the hare in that race toward whatever skills, um, it's it really does feel like it's the right method to be able to do these things longer. Um, and early, early on in CrossFit, I remember one of my first coaches saying someone asked a question about like, I'm you know, this, this many years old right now, I want to still be doing this when I'm 50. Like, how do I make sure that happens? And the coach's answer was, you can scale everything, right? Like, there's no reason to like, always feel like you have to RX workouts. And that was was really good advice, right? Like, if you are in this for the long haul, if you're not going to be a competitive CrossFitter, like there's absolutely nothing wrong with just showing up doing the work, but doing it scaled or modifying it. Um, But I'm also super grateful that over the years, like I had that mindset for a while and that probably kept me safe from maybe doing things that I shouldn't have been trying too early. Um, But now I've also like figured out a way to like mesh that with also being competitive, right? And realizing like you can also become an RX athlete and take a slower path there to keep yourself, yeah, kind of focused and prepare everything from your mobility to your strength to all the pieces of that stuff and I guess I certainly hope it keeps going (laughs) like I'm gonna be 45 this next CrossFit season um I mean I think it just goes back to like I was mentioning about um a guy who competed this weekend from our gym who you know likely as you age mm -hmm. as you get to 50 you probably will find that certain things just don't feel yeah as good or as comfortable or as possible as they did five, ten years ago, but perhaps other things feel great and you've yeah. or you've got new skills that are replacing those old skills. So I think 
you're gonna be just fine. I hope so. I'm also looking across the table right now at, at your like CBD MD roll on biofreeze stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'd like to put some of that on my shoulder right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's desk is also like a pharmacy, like at the gym. It's got all kinds of things. There's beer. There's Kleenex for our tears. There's Biofreeze. There's all sorts of things. All (laughs) sorts of things. You never know any given moment what I might need to keep this body together. (sighs) Um, But, you know, you posted something recently about how making, you know, if you want to make a certain habit or way of living a thing, just surround yourself by people who do that who have yeah. just that's just normal and i would say the same thing with like being an older person and an athlete you know it's not just crossfit i can only really speak for crossfit because that's what i do but if you surround yourself by people and in an environment that supports that then it's just totally normal yeah that 40s 50s 60s 70s you're still going to the gym and training rather than exercising and competing because you can because it's fun because you have those skills and just you know the number of people I see peddling bullshit like training courses or whatever and all of it's designed to kind of keep you under that glass ceiling and keep you in their comfort zone rather than like exploring what is possible for you yeah or being told like you know, at 65, you don't ever need to do an Olympic lift. I'm like, what? Why not? <laughs> I mean, something no like an Olympic lift is, you know, speed, agility, coordination, balance, power, like all of these things that I don't want to lose that shit. Absolutely I don't want to get to the age where I'm like, oh, well, I'm this age. So I should probably stop doing all these things that although for sure performing a squat snatch in everyday life is there's nothing really translates to like oh that'll be useful for that right but it's the kind of <laughs> skills that it takes to be able to pull that off that is still very useful yeah in just being a you know healthy stable human yeah and monday at the gym we were testing snatching said 55 year old male was in there Throwing a weight that's right up there within five pounds of his all-time best lift. Yeah. The day after a competition. The day after and, a competition. Yeah. I PR'd my squat snatch the day after a competition. And I'm not saying that that's for everybody. And it's because I got a new shiny barbell and I was so excited by it. <laughs> so did Rachel. But I really hate it when I hear sort of older people and I'm like you know I include myself in that I'm not old by any means but in terms of like being an athlete yeah you're definitely older you know I hate the idea that at a certain age you would just go I guess I'm just done and I guess I should just keep everything super light and super calm like no yeah I mean I I remember when I first started CrossFit so coming on almost 11 years ago, when I walked into the first CrossFit gym I joined, I remember very much like looking around and, you know, observing who was there with me, what kind of environment it was. And I remember two main things about the way other people looked around me. One was there was just a whole range of ages. Like I was like, oh, that person over there looks like 
at least in their like 60s, you know, if not into their 70s. And oh, that person over there looks like a, a college kid, you know, like it was it was all the decades represented. And the other thing I remember was all the variety of body types. Everybody, you know, everyone was doing the same things and stuff like that. But like people just everybody looked so different. And it was yeah, both of those things were amazing. Like we're part of the reasons why I really felt comfortable like starting something like CrossFit. And so I think you and I now have trained and coached at a bunch of different gyms. Um, so you always, you know, you see different culture. And I will say in the last year, year and a couple months that I've been at the gym we're at now, um, my progress has absolutely, I mean, on some levels, it is just, I don't want to say skyrocketed. That's a bit hyperbolic, but I've done really well. And I think that is absolutely a product of being in an environment where people are pushing themselves more than I think they were at other other gym environments I've been in. And training that, without fear. Like that, yeah. Like people... And I think that's been a big factor of like certain places that I've been to trained at worked at that if you train from a place of fear yeah then you're gonna hurt yourself you're gonna at the very least limit yourself yeah and like and i've seen it firsthand when you take that fear away and that doesn't mean being reckless right i've definitely been to a gym where it was all about just like Oh, you can't even do a pull up. Try the rings or doesn't yeah. really matter what your technique is. Just it's all about the number on the bar. Load it up, load it up. Um, but and that was that gym was not out here. So don't <laughs> worry if you live in Santa Barbara. Um, but, you know, you, take away that fear and understand that just because you're 40, just because you're 50, just because you're 60, that doesn't mean you're washed up and useless. You've still got a lot of potential. There's still things that we're learning about humans, like this whole notion that once you get past 40, your metabolism goes down right. the toilet. That, that's been that's completely wrong. debunked now, right? Like, yes, you, things like your hormones and metabolism change, but it's like around 60, not 40. I still have so many friends who say that they're like, well, no, I turned 40 last year and I've gained 10 pounds since then because my metabolism slowed down. I'm like, no, just not accurate. Shit yeah, didn't like, move your like, body. Exactly. <laughs> like, there are other reasons that you gain you know, 10 pounds. You know, there's this sense of kind of just like, you know, life beats you down and wears you down. And, yeah. you know, typically once you're in your 40s, apart from us, you've probably got like a couple of kids, maybe dogs. There's a, like, you know, life stress, home stress, work stress, so many responsibilities. If you live somewhere like Santa Barbara, then you got to make sure that the money keeps rolling in because it's going to roll out real fast. Yep. And then, you know, your, your windows of opportunity to do things like self-care and exercising and making sure you're eating really well they are smaller and it is harder when you're exhausted to think wow i've got to make a whole meal from scratch rather than like just eat some shit and call it good and drink a bottle of wine but if you are 40 plus and you want to be staring at a future full of you know maintaining bone density being able to put your own freaking bag in the overhead bins on an airplane (laughs) When you're 50, yep, then you have the potential to do all of that. 
Like turning 40 doesn't mean just like, oh yeah, I guess it's on a fast track to weight gain. And of course, shit is going to change. And I say that over and over again because I'm trying to convince myself that it's okay. Right. You know, like gravity takes effect. Collagen in your skin is different. You know, things get a little looser and a little saggier and you get a few more lines and they will tell stories. And you maybe you're not going to look how you did in your 20s, but I sure as shit at 43, I'm stronger, fitter, faster, and way more skilled than yeah. I was 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, and I have a better physique too. Exactly. I mean, yeah, like they're definitely like kind of physical things that come along with that. I also feel like I just, I mean, with, I I hope this is true. I think this is true in my own life and I certainly see it in other people, but like with age comes wisdom. Like I also just feel like I am smarter in the way that I train. I have more experience to draw on. So like, you know, we've talked a little bit about mindset and that's like, definitely one of my favorite topics these days but um I also yeah I mean like being older especially as an older athlete you also just have way more evidence and things to draw on when you're doubting yourself or something right um and I don't I don't miss being a new athlete because I remember that like in the early days of CrossFit like I had no frame of reference for anything um and that's why, you know, people new to the sport go out way too hot. And we just kind of like, well, they're going to learn those lessons. Um, so I feel like I'm fitter, stronger, faster, but I'm also just smarter and have like a better perspective on um, training, certainly than I did 10 years ago. I think so. the biggest difference as a master's athlete is the recovery piece. Oh, yeah. And like what you put into your body and as much as I laugh about, you know, Advil and all sorts of other things being available in that bathroom. I mean, it's true. Like we can go and we can throw down and we can lift heavy Mm -hmm. shit and we can do advanced gymnastic skills and we can beat what we, the times we put down when we practiced and trained and achieve new things. And it's freaking awesome. But you don't just get to do that and then like grab a McDonald's and you know, drink a couple of bottles of wine. I mean, we did drink champagne. Yeah, we Don't did. We absolutely did. And, and I hydrated well through. I felt fine the next day. I yeah. Was very oh, surprised. yeah. We were very well but hydrated before all the champagne. So you do fine. have to do like we've both been and got body work done today. Yeah. And, you know, on Monday when I went in to work out, we were testing the snatch and I literally did not start with the intention to get heavy. Right. I was just like, so I'm just going to feel. see what Gotta feels good. Feel. And if it feels good, I'll keep going. And if it doesn't, then... I'm just going to call it and work some technique and that's fine. And it felt good. And then today I told myself I was taking the day off. And at one point I was like, oh my God, I should go work out. I feel okay. I should go work out. I feel fine. And then I had to remind myself that if I don't take one day a week yeah, where I really don't go and do whatever in the gym, then everything else becomes like an 85% effort rather than more like a 95% effort in a typical class because I just don't have it to give. And then shit starts to hurt. And then I have to rely on Advil. And that's not good, kids. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, yeah, it's 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 true. I definitely, I mean, I, I think it's safe to say I consume far less Advil than you do. Oh, very in general. safe. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's true. I like, I have to focus way more on recovery and the things that, help me recover now are the same things that someone 20 years younger than me should also be focusing on, which is literally just like 
good, healthy food and sleep primarily. Lots um, of sleep. That's one thing I did notice yesterday. Yeah. I was, I wasn't massively sore. Like the only part of me that's been sore is my lower back, but that was sore before we did the competition. Yeah. I was so freaking just, just tired, tired and yeah. sleepy. Like I yawned my whole way driving to the gym yesterday and like all afternoon, like I just wanted to lay down in my bed and sleep. Yeah. After like, bad what? bish after bad bish camp it was the same thing. I took naps like almost every day the week after. Yeah. I don't oh, know. That actually reminded me that when we were talking about um I don't know, just kind of things that change getting older when you're an athlete. At Bad Bish Camp, one of my favorite new mantras um is something Sage Bergner said to me in our last session um when we were kind of Max, well, if we wanted to, we could max out our snatch and our clean and jerk. And she could tell I was overthinking everything, right? We learned all these new amazing things being coached by these incredible Olympic lifting coaches. And she just said, she was like, Rachel, like, stop. Just just be athletic. Mm-hmm. She was like, stop thinking. Just be athletic. Like, you, all the pieces are there. We've worked on them. Like, you're, you're an athlete. Just be athletic. And... Even today when I was doing some snatch work, because I also got a new shiny barbell and I had to do something with it today. Um, But I was just like, that's like the cue I say to myself now. And I think that it really resonates with me because I think when we talk about how people hold people back, especially because of their age, right? Like what they're telling them is that at your age, whatever that is, if it's 50, if it's 60, if it's 42, it's basically saying like you don't believe anyone can be an athlete mm-hmm. at whatever age they're at, um, and and it's just not true, right? Like I mean, you're doing the things, you're learning the skills, and just believing you're an athlete and you have the right to be athletic at this age is such a cool reality to just focus on. I think that actually is something that came out from this competition for me because I'd always for a while mostly associated with freaking stupid bar muscle ups yeah. i was always like i am so unathletic yeah. it's ridiculous you, you say like, that about I yourself not a lot athletic. actually i'm the least athletic yeah. person i know yeah and i wouldn't still i wouldn't say i'm like a particularly naturally gifted athlete but an athlete is more than like and what, what i mean by that is like you know you're not gonna throw a ball at me and i'm just gonna be able to just jump up in the air and pluck it right, out and, and catch it, catch yeah, it yeah, first yeah. time and then yeah. throw a really long way yeah and, you know but your, your husband doesn't always want to let you play beach volleyball no I don't really <laughs> want to but uh I would say like mentally I'm a hundred percent an athlete yeah and this oh, weekend sure. I actually walked you out of the mindset and we didn't of, talk about athlete. it yes but as we were driving home singing to Disney um <laughs> as you do uh I was like this thought just like came into my head like you're a fucking athlete because mm-hmm. I was like, two months ago, I set a goal and I just did it. Yeah. And something that it was like, yeah, it took a shitload of time to figure it out. Yeah. But I figured it out. So I'm going to give myself goddamn permission yeah. to call myself an athlete. To be an athlete. And I mean, we've talked about this before, too, where, you know, there's a difference between exercising and training, right? Like athletes train. They set goals. They have a system. They work toward those goals. Um and that that really is 
training rather than just exercising, which we've also talked about is totally fine if that is your goal. Like, right? Like, not everyone needs to train. Exercising is better Um, than couch potatoes. Absolutely. Um, But it is really cool to wake up or have, you know, just have that realization like, oh, yeah, I'm an athlete. I'm training for goals, even if it's not the Olympics or the CrossFit Games or, you know, even just a local competition. It's like, oh, I set a goal and I'm working towards it with like a systematic purpose, that's training, you're an athlete. I think the mindset stuff was like really fun on Sunday because, you know, that was as we drove from like, we all met up at Starbucks and then we like drove the rest of the way to the gym. Like I got a few little butterflies in Starbucks. Oh yeah, I was so nervous. But when we got there, <laughs> I was like surprisingly calm. Wow, like, I, I was didn't, not. And like before that- I had that, butterflies all day. <laughs> before that, like- final workout which was kind of like the grand finale like will she won't she i was completely calm and was just like you know what that's amazing (laughs) this this is just this is fun like being here is fun like the fact that we can jump into this is fun and it doesn't matter if it doesn't quite go to plan today so what I still showed up here and had fun. And if I'm all in my head and overthinking it and getting stressed out by it and like catastrophizing stuff, then I'm far more likely to screw things up, hurt myself, miss something that I should have got than to just, like you said, trust my body and be a freaking athlete. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one, go, turn it off, do your thing. Yep. And that's true. You, You did say to me that day, I like competitions. And I was like, I sweet, I'm going to remember <laughs> that. I say that. I and I was like, I was gonna as say it came out of my mouth, I was like, oh, shit. Because I, I basically immediately started looking at other competitions in the area and stuff like that. Because I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just fun. And I definitely want to find more master's competitions. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You and I both have had an experience this year of doing a competition, standing on a podium. And asking the other people on the podium how old they are (laughs) because it is fun to be on a podium and then realize the person next to you is like half your age um that is very satisfying but i really think there's just nothing quite as fun as what we experienced this last competition that was all masters the one time i got to do the norcal masters competition before that um competition went away um it's just i don't know it's so it's so fun and motivating and just different than open CrossFit competitions where the assumption is like everybody can do muscle ups. Like if you're signing up for RX, like, you know, there's no, there's less mystery, I guess, with like what's going to happen um, than there is when there's a bunch of masters athletes who just want to have a great time and also compete. And I also think, you know, doing like, you know, this competition by no means was an easy one to do it was not like handed to us on a plate um i mean the whole competition could have been 100 air squats for time and it's still going to be brutal if you're trying to do it as fast and we debated whether or not we wanted to like look at the scores and see where we were at along the way and (laughs) but like i think it was programmed well for the athletes Mm -hmm. that were there for like it was a good mix of stuff and and i think that's another thing that like as you get older finding those environments that are set up for you yes 
like going to a competition which is really based around young rx athletes you know who can go right. all day and all night and as a master's athlete you're pretty much doing the same thing till you get to like 55 plus yeah yeah that could be soul destroying or you could get annihilated but like not that i'm against giving it a shot but just that atmosphere was something that was so fun and was inspirational because like I love like in the, watching the games like you know you want to watch the individuals who lift the heaviest stuff and oh, yeah. do an insane number of reps of things that you can barely do one off that's really cool and yeah I want to see that but I don't look at games athletes individuals who are all like under 35 and go all right Next week, I'm working on what right. you're doing. That's like, what that's, I'm that's be what one I'm day. Do. I like to watch and be like, holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. But that's also like totally mm-hmm. not connected to who I am. And like there were plenty better athletes in that room in certain areas than than me. And I got to look up to so many different people yeah. and be like, I want to be like you when I grow up. Yeah. No, I mean, there was, there was one guy there that had to have been in his mid to late fifties, at least doing the most beautiful butterfly pull-ups. I was like, Oh yeah. And I watched him and I was like, that guy has really healthy shoulders. Like that's what what the thought in my head was like, wow, I I want my, they were so smooth. And he did like a lot unbroken. Oh, at like least it, 20. Yeah, it was like not like just small sets of butterflies. We were just looking at each other like, he's not stopping. He's not stopping. Oh, he's shit. still going. And and I mean, it's just like, right? Like I think if I were watching an, a games athlete do that, I'd be like, that's badass. But as watching a master's athlete do that, I'm like, I think about healthy shoulders and I think about all the work that he must put in to well, make sure when his you shoulders watch, are healthy. When you watch a games athlete do that, you go, that's expected. It's expected. Exactly. Yeah. When you see somebody, you know, with salt and pepper beard and no hair on the head and some wrinkles and stuff yeah. and they get up there and they do yeah. that, you're like, well, shit. Yeah. I got What's no, my I got excuse? No, right? no excuses. Um, no, it's true. I mean, obviously, I love watching the games. Um, I I actually, I mean, two of my favorite people to watch, like, um, I, I'm going to be very Canadian here in my preferences. But, Matt Belna. Um, well, no, I'm talking about women. I'm, oh. I'm not even going to touch the men. But yes, all my favorite men happen to be Canadian, Emma too. Lawson. Um, Emma Lawson. So youngest athlete on the podium, because um, I think she was technically a couple years younger or a couple months younger than Mal O'Brien, who was on the podium last year. But um, Emma Lawson is just she's just lovely, right? She's this teenage Canadian who's just crushing it and has a great future ahead of her. And then on the flip side of things is Susan Clark, who's also a Canadian games athlete in the oldest category. Um, and she is technically more a more winning athlete than even like Tia Toomey because she's won almost like I think every single event that she's ever done and every game she's been in she's won first place so like she's this exceptional but she took a couple years off like she's been coming to the games like every other year um that's what recovery looks like maybe that's what recovery looks like you take an entire year off um but it's so amazing because she also at in her 60s is doing butterfly pull-ups and linked sets of, of muscle-ups. Um, I mean, it's just... Legless rope climbs. Legless rope climbs. It's just really beautiful to watch a woman who's 20 years older than me at the same time as I'm watching a woman 
20 plus years younger than me and being like, they are at the same competition doing these incredible things. Like it's, it's, it's just awesome. So yeah, if you haven't, if you don't know who I'm talking about, look up Susan Clark. Yeah, I think, I think it's, you know, when I was struggle bussing so hard to get the damn muscle ups, I was like, oh my God, I felt this kind of pressure of time. Like, yeah, at a certain age, this window mm-hmm. shuts down and I'm not going to be able to do that. And I think a lot of those thoughts just had come with having had so much pain in my shoulder yeah. and thinking that like that, if that's there forevermore, like this may never be able to happen because yeah. I just can't deal with this. And now that that's sorted, fingers crossed, um, just looking at these people who are 10 years older than me, 15 years older than me, doing these things and doing them well, not janky shit, but like buttery smooth and just like, and well, and I'm like, well, shit, I've got, if I take care of myself and I don't get overly excited and start doing it every single day, like our guy at the gym who got his muscle ups, he's like, I need to do these every day. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do them every day. You'll end up like me. No, it's true. It's, you got to like calm yourself down. Right. And they do like, (laughs) I think having overcome that big hurdle and you know, I, I hear it so much with people striving to get their first pull up who are also kind of into their masters and like, oh gosh, maybe this is never going to happen. I'm like, it can't. Yeah. You just have to keep putting in the effort not overdoing it because you're not 20 years old anymore and you know messing up your shoulders like you said recovery is just a longer thing as you get Mm -hmm. older um but you can do it and it's worth persevering because just because you're 40 45 50 55 60 does not mean you cannot achieve these things and like you said earlier in the gym environment we're at now where there's a good number of masters athletes who are all different range of skill sets and abilities, but everyone is still striving to get better because the environment supports that, but not in a kind of beat themselves up where nobody's pressuring them. It's just like supporting mm-hmm. being like, hell yeah, I want to see you get that pull up or that chest bar or clean that weight or whatever it is you want to get. And just never let age be a barrier. It's also not an excuse for just sitting on your ass and waiting for the weight gain to come on in, which (laughs) you can then use an excuse. It's like, take care of yourself, feed yourself well, recover well, sleep well, prioritize a healthy lifestyle in your training, and holy shit. Yeah. And surround yourself with people who have the same ideas and attitudes and goals, right? I mean, it's and realize that you can do it. Train with other people or just around other people. Like when you're doing it for fun. And I may not always look like I'm doing it for fun, but this is really like I'm doing it for fun that you don't have to live some insanely strict life. Like we got back from the competition on Sunday and got through three bottles of champagne. Yep, we did. <laughs> we did. And I still showed up at the gym the next day to coach in the morning and I still PR'd my snatch. And you can do all of that with some nice life balance. Right. Drinking lots of water in the day before the champagne. And <laughs> it doesn't always go that way. Sometimes yeah, no, it, it doesn't goes always like go that way. I think we wrong. got lucky. We, we ate a good amount of food and drank a lot of water along with that champagne. So, yeah. And our, our men folk helped us out with a couple glasses here and there. So it wasn't all just us, the three bottles. Mine but. didn't. 
He was on a set okay. day two of a hangover. My my man folk <laughs> helped us with at least a glass or two, I think. But yes, needless to say, yeah. yeah, our competition and, you know, my thoughts on competition that I said in episode one of this season, you know, it still stands. Like, I don't want my entire life to revolve around endless CrossFit competitions um, because I have other things that I also want to make time for. But it was fun. But it is pretty funny that you said that in the last episode. <laughs> now I'm just like, but now I've got her hooked on competition. So let's see how this plays out. <laughs> but also we need to go to competitions where there's less opportunities to shop. Oh, yeah. It was a very expensive competition. Yes. But, but I, you know what? That's the other great thing about being a grown up, a master's athlete. We've got jobs <laughs> that pay us. You bought so we, sure. can, we can afford we can afford some of the shopping that happens when we go you to the sure? games sure. like last year and this competition. Um, yeah, I think we, we did the was, math on oh, September's fitnessing. Yep. And including like bad bitch camp. Started with bad bitch camp, ended with barbells, other bits and pieces of board, and you know, yep. the the costs associated with the travel. I think we're each at about two thousand dollars for September. So obviously yep. like that is not yep every month that is absolutely not every month um it's kind of freaking me out about what the next couple months are going to look like actually but it is also i mean something about i think the wisdom of that comes with age and is uh some things are really worth investing in right i Mm -hmm. mean you know 20 years ago rachel spent a couple thousand dollars a year on cigarettes like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a, that's a big shift for me. So a couple thousand dollars on my health and my motivation and feeling amazing at Can this age. Can you imagine, wouldn't it be amazing if you could look at ourselves now, if neither one of us had quit smoking. Oh, Lord. And still. The alternate timeline of like, yeah, seeing the alternate versions of ourselves. Still drank the way I used to drink. Because three bottles of champagne is not an average night. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would be. Yeah. Oh my God, it'd be horrible. Oh, I know. I have such incredible gratitude for the circumstances that sort of lined up for me to make make that shift in life. And I mean, it it is hyperbolic in some ways to be like, it was CrossFit, what? But it was, um, right? Like joining a gym 11 years ago and finding a community of people that actually also partied a lot back then but um yeah like it started a journey and it's weird to think back of like what kind of 44 year old would I be if I had continued all those habits right like aging is really different when you're abusing your body versus when you're like actively taking care of your body heck yeah well there it is folks keep on trying don't let (laughs) age be a barrier we're all athletes if we want to be be the athlete And if somebody tells you you cannot do something or you shouldn't try something because of your age, even though you know you're in perfectly good health with no injuries, you tell that person no. (laughs) You say no. You say no. No. I got this. No, sir, not today. (laughs) And on that note, we will love you and leave you and look forward to talking to you next time. Happy listening.